SM Wilson, we transform landscapes, communities, and minds by harnessing the power of relationships. As a trusted partner, we enrich lives by building spaces to live, work, heal, learn, and play. We have built a reputation for more than 100 years as a design, build, construction management, and general contracting firm that puts people first. We're 100% committed to your project. Sim Wilson, Beyond the Build. Welcome everyone to this episode of Build America, the new national podcast that's capturing and sharing the very heartbeat of design, construction, and development. I'm your host, Carrie Smith, and in this episode, we are talking about a subject that's so vitally important, the safety of those who teach and who learn daily in educational facilities across the country, and that subject is school security, how facilities these days are designed, engineered, built, and renovated to keep occupants safe certainly is at the forefront of our minds and will rightly continue to be. Our guest in this episode is Patrick Aylesworth, Director of Operations at SM Wilson & Company. Wesson Wilson is a more than 100-year-old construction management and general contracting firm that's based in St. Louis. Patrick has been on the SM Wilson team for five years, but he has more than a decade of experience in the construction industry. And Patrick, thank you so much for joining us today. It's a delight to have you on Build America. Thanks, Carrie. Appreciate the opportunity. Really excited to continue our conversation here with school security. That's great. And yes, we did. Uh, Patrick and I actually had an earlier conversation a month or so back for St. Louis CNR Magazine on the same topic. And I just know I interviewed you. you had so much great information. I had to boil it down to a few paragraphs. So I'm excited to kind of expand and share that conversation today. So yeah, I'm so, so glad that you're here. I wondered, Patrick, if you could start for our listeners and viewers to sort of on a high level, sort of articulate the philosophy that drives project owners and project teams with regard to just this topic of overall of school security yeah. and school safety. Yeah, absolutely. So we work with a wide variety of clients that school districts, K through 12, higher education, universities, colleges around the state, focusing on putting forward the best design, the best value. We're keeping budget in mind. As a construction manager, our firm is basically getting all those players at the table and using our expertise to lead that team forward. And lately, especially with topic we're talking about today, school security. A lot of owners and stakeholders and board members out there are asking, what are y'all doing to keep our folks safe, keep our kids safe, keep our staff safe? So it's really been brought to the forefront of our minds and safety is paramount for SM Wilson in terms of our worker safety, our staff safety, but it really goes now another step into how can we positively impact this topic today in terms of influencing design and how we build these terrific spaces that folks are learning and educating and building their careers. So yeah, we are essentially the lead entity involved in all these different players and they all have valuable conversations and things to add to this discussion as we move forward. That's awesome. That's awesome. I wondered if there are specific sort of project goals with respect to, in this situation, we're going to kind of talk, I think, K through 12, but in terms of spaces, if there's specific project goals that revolve around specifically security and safety. Yeah, absolutely. Best practice is we try to meet with the team early on, right? We're hopefully one of the first at the table, but we'd like to have a partnering session where we sit down with the district, the decision makers, our design team partners, and we talk about these goals and ideas ahead of time, you know, keeping the end in mind. 
And so if these security systems, we know there's a baseline we're going to include, right? There's just ideas that have evolved over the years and practices that we bring forward, but there could be certain scenarios or goals that we want to establish up front. Make sure we're hitting those, make sure we're establishing that guideline up front so we have a target moving forward. That makes sense. Just as a lay person looking from the outside in, it seems almost impossible to me or sort of like mutually exclusive type goals or design task itself of designing a building or campus to keep students safe inside the building and yet designing a building that allows them to get out if a perpetrator gets in. I mean, it seems sort of like juxtaposing situation there with exits and entrances. And are you trying to keep the right people in, the wrong people out and all those things? things must make it very complex. Absolutely. Yeah, you hit it right there, Carrie. It's basically the balance of keeping it alight, inviting the outside in, right? We learn better when we are able to enjoy the environment within the classrooms, within the spaces inside the schools. At the same time, it's a balance, right? We need to think about and be intentional with the way that building is laid out, trying to minimize entry and exit points and establish one focal point that is the building entry. And that really helps security-wise really eliminate a number of entries and exits you may see in older buildings, schools that were built back in the call it 50s and 60s, where there was just a bunch of different ways for folks to get in and out of buildings and no one really knew the wiser at the time. So yeah, it is a balance. We want the architects to be able to lead, get that daylighting and get that sense of, of bringing the outside in. And then also think about how that works with security in, in the school. Yeah, I can't imagine. I can't imagine the steep task that is. At the end of the day, with regard to security measures, I know you just hit on this perfectly, Patrick, but is it about kind of layering different access control best practices and philosophies? Because like you said, when I was growing up in the dark ages, I probably could have made a run for it out the back door to the playground and nobody would have really been the wiser. But today, in terms of, like you said, the main entrance, the limited access points and the controls that go with those, it seems like that would have to be several layers. Absolutely. Yeah. That's essentially what we try to build. We lean on our great design partners. And so the one element that is pretty much common. And if it's not in a new build scenario, it could be a renovation item for districts that is the secured vestibule entry. So it's two layers of double doors typically with access control and a way for that front administration to see who's coming, identify who they are, let them in that first door. And then there's several different systems there protecting the school. So we can get into some of the details there, but essentially, yeah, it controls who's coming in. The school then identifies them, they're badged, or however the school wants to identify those folks and let them in the second set of doors. But yeah, it's that one collective entry versus, yeah, I can remember in my elementary school that there were double doors down every single hall and you could come in and go. And yeah, so times have certainly changed there with with design and the way society and, and different constraints that we have today. Yeah, excellent. Absolutely. Great point. You know, you used an example I would love for you to share with listeners and viewers about, I believe it was Winfield School District's new school that SM Wilson built. And you talked about this layering and even I believe it was an active shooter protection system. And I wondered if you could share that as an example of what some of the schools are or many schools are doing today. Yeah, absolutely. So Winfield School District was a brand new middle school. So we worked in conjunction with this vendor, Safe Defend, their system. But essentially, so talking through the 
secured entry vestibule, and then other measures throughout the building. We can get into different systems that help basically add on to this security throughout the building. But Safe Defend is specifically in the classrooms or these areas where the teacher is then able to go up to this, what is a smaller kind of secured box in the classroom. It's a biometric fingerprint. And so that fingerprint then triggers several things instantaneously. So if they're in a situation where there could be an intruder, something's happening, they can quickly go put their finger on that pad. It then immediately sends out a message, you know, the text or some kind of alert to all the teacher's phones. It also calls the local authorities, right? So it gets them moving. And then it also has systems where through access control and the door hardware, it's able to lock down doors and kind of almost compartmentalize different wings of the building and close those kind of larger double doors and, and give another layer of security there. Wow, all at the touch of one finger of one teacher. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty amazing. And honestly, Carrie, in terms of the overall budget, it's not a big ticket item. I mean, there's some cost there, but it's something that we've seen now in terms of building it at Winfield and certainly other districts are considering that moving forward or other systems of that nature. That's awesome. And Patrick, if it's like, a, let's say it's a pretty large campus in there, I'm just going to use a number like 16 classrooms. Will that teacher putting her thumbprint on the biometric reader, will Will that tell law enforcement not only the school, but like the exact room that that teacher's in and students? Yeah, that's a great point. I think there's preset messaging from that room. And of course, as a part of security, we always put that room number on the exterior glazing of that classroom. So that way, law enforcement, a lot of these things are kind of just best practice. And so when they arrive on campus, they kind of already know exactly what area of the buildings, what wing, you know, where the attention needs to be. Wow. That's incredible. It's so great to hear. And I'm sure just that partnership with law enforcement and education, every millisecond counts if there's a situation. That's yeah. that's awesome. I think we talked about lock boxes in each classroom the last time you and I visited. So just another example, what are those and what might they help to do in terms of protection and response? Yeah, that goes in tandem with the Safe Defend or similar type of a system, Carrie, where that biometric scanner can also open up a secure box districts. Obviously, there's a whole wide range of what could be in there for preparation in terms of safety and security for the students and the, and the staff. But again, it's another way where it's protected. It's easily at the front door, the front of the classroom. The teachers know and they're trained to go touch that thumb pad. And then they essentially, things are moving. Things are already in motion to try to help situation. Wow. That's just all amazing to me. And I know you talked about another project, Patrick, that SM Wilson had built, I believe it was another new campus, but you can tell us it was Hallsville School District about a couple hours southwest of St. Louis. And you talked about just a dozen or more 360 view real-time security surveillance cameras. I wondered if you could talk about that again. The old days, I don't think when you or I were growing up, we had cameras, but now it's real-time and it's pretty hardcore in terms of how many cameras and what they can surveil. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we had the opportunity to work with Hallsville School District and upgrade their middle school and high school with the latest and greatest in terms of video surveillance, the cameras, the speaker system, and their phone system. And so essentially, as you just said, Carrie, it's cameras all throughout the building. So there's really no kind of dark 
hidden corners, the staff and the administration is able to pull up a dashboard. They can see, is it a dozen different camera views live? It also records, you know, it's got a video recorder, so they go back in time and pull history. But yeah, it's a great way for the school to keep eyes on things. They have several different folks being able to log into those systems. So cameras inside the building, also cameras on the exterior pointing at certain areas of parking and other areas that folks would arrive campus. Oh, that's awesome. And I think you would talk a little bit about door security and door hardware, but I thought one thing was interesting, how you had said, Patrick, in, in years past that, that the light kit, the little glass viewer into the classroom had always been near the door handle. And maybe talk a little bit about how that, when we thought about it, didn't make a lot of sense and that's changed a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. I know a lot of us think about a classroom door and you walk up and the handle right there is a what we call a vision kit. It's a piece of glass that you can see through. A lot of times they're just six inches by 24 inches or so, and folks can see in there. But yeah, recently, the last couple of decades, as we come to be experts in designing these classroom spaces and working again with our design partners, we see now that the vision kits move to the other side of the door, which is on the opposite side of the door handle. Again, another measure to add time in case of an intruder or some kind of event. The glass is still there, right? So the administration walking by wanting to check in on a class can still see everything's okay, but just a better way to design that space. No, that's great. And I think another example of layered security you mentioned was, and I'm not sure that I have this correctly, but building a room inside a room, like a room built inside a classroom and trying to figure out what that looks like, almost like a closet, or is that a larger room or what's the situation with that? Yeah. So that one envisioned two classrooms side by side and another design tactic or way of increasing security was to add a cubby room in between those classrooms. And so for an elementary school with the young kiddos, they need a place to put their backpack. They need a place to kind of go back and forth and be able to pull different material from. So that room then essentially provides another layer for them to basically be able to be safe. And it's another layer there for them to, in case of some kind of event or Right. It all seems like layers in time. And I was trying to think of sort of the word cloud as you were speaking, but it seems like just creating layers of security and deterring. Yeah. And it, even in a standard classroom, you know, we're still having discussion about placement of that window. So even in a classroom that may not be able to have a cubby room, you know, maybe it's more of a high school classroom. Is there a way we can place the window over to one side so that there's almost a safe corner in the classroom so that intruder or somebody on the exterior can't see in or can't see folks in that room. And in another way too, is standard is more of like a window treatment, some kind of a window shade. They also have secured versions of those. So districts that are interested in something that can actually slide down and give more of a barrier at that window and lock, there's products like that out there as well. So yeah, it's just being thoughtful and really intentional with the way we're laying out the space and building that space for the best of both worlds, essentially. Sure, sure. No, that makes sense. What would be your guidance or advice to maybe a school district, a board member, or a superintendent or administrator is listening and thinking, gosh, we know we need to be more intentional and thoughtful about equipping our buildings. Where do we start? It must be overwhelming to school districts. Like, What would be your first or second step for them to take? Yeah, I tell you, I'm very proud of a lot of the districts out there in terms of them putting forth a thought and effort on what are the next projects projects that fit in their next one to five to 10 year plan. And, and a lot of those carry, if they don't have a new build, 
coming up, a lot of them have focused on that secured entry vestibule, you know, getting some of these things that have the most impact and keeping the budget in mind, understandably, what dollars they have available. But yeah, a lot of districts we go to already have those lists established. So those boards of education are already pushing forward that discussion putting those items on the list and then prioritizing them. So yeah, the secured entry vestibule is a big one. And again, you know, if they don't already have it, it's soon coming. They know it's needed. We're certainly helping customers and clients now with retrofitting those into older buildings and finding a way to put that into practice. That's great to know that they are that far along on the curve. And I'm sure because this is just unfortunately in the national spotlight all too often. So got to be the number one priority. You know, we talked a lot about K through 12 and I don't know if SM Wilson build a lot of higher education places, but I don't know if you could talk just generically to anything unique or different about the security measures in, you know, a large lecture hall at a public university or some such situation. Yeah, absolutely. We currently have a couple different projects in higher education. Yeah. So we're working with St. Louis Community College, a couple ideas that come to mind, similar tactics and design ideas that we're talking about for K through 12. I think it's just on a larger scale. We're also pulling in end users for campus police, things that maybe a smaller K through 12 school district doesn't have, but university, college certainly has a more robust staff to be able to then understand, okay, what systems work with those folks? Campus police need to be able to see certain alarms. How does that feed? Those types of discussions happen in the background. But yeah, it's essentially a just a bigger scale of these same topics. And then what fits best for them in terms of the systems they use and what they're familiar with. Fascinating to me. Kind of a little bit of a crystal ball question, but are there technologies or access control systems or other security-centric technologies that you think will influence additional types of protocols or best practices in the next, I don't want to do three to five years, the world's going to change too much, but anything you kind of see on the cusp of things globally or nationally that may become best practice in the next few years? I mean, a lot of it, I would say, has to do with technology. And I can remember the days of when COVID first hit and a lot of schools were adopting and purchasing scanners where students and staff would walk up and immediately they could see the temperature, make sure the students were okay in in terms of that wise and let them in the school. I would imagine, I don't know, Carrie, in decades to come, is there a scanner that can scan folks coming in in a way that can make sure that they're safe, right? That they're not trying to bring anything nefarious on campus or something of that nature where it's just another level of security even before they get to the front door. Uh, wouldn't that be great? And just, yeah, just the whole intel community. Can we know more about if that person has a record or if there's mental health issues? Boy, to connect all that data together would be really wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. And my light just turned off. Currently, we do work with districts through contract requirements in terms of background checks and making sure you know, on our side, construction workers are fitting that. But yeah, maybe it's just evolution of that since sure. and, and becoming information is more readily available on how can we leverage that for these administrators. Absolutely. Well, I could talk to you all day long, and I bet our listeners could listen all day long, but I know you've carved out time out of a very busy schedule, and we so appreciate learning from Patrick Aylesworth today, who is the Director of Operations at SM Wilson & Company, and it's been a pleasure. It always is to learn from you, Patrick. Thank you. Thanks, Carrie. Appreciate the opportunity. I hope you'll come back on again. We'll give you a rest for a little bit, but would love to learn from you again. Absolutely. Anytime. Thank you. Take care.
Rivers, we believe that buildings can and should make a meaningful difference in their communities. We choose challenging projects, digging deep to solve hard problems. We seek sustainable solutions by repurposing more and wasting less. We create catalysts for change through hard work and ingenuity. Visit us online at Trivers.com to learn more. Trivers, creating architecture of lasting positive consequence.